Hello, America. Bill O'Reilly was on a few minutes ago, and he said uh, 2020 is the worst year since 1929. Uh, I think in some ways this may be America's toughest year. Uh, I'm allowed, I'll back it up with a survey, and then I want to show you what 2021 can be. We'll do that in 60 seconds because it's Friday. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about uh, my favorite subject, meat. Ugh. My daughter wants to take, wants to, she wants me to start being a vegan. And I'm like, no. How about a vegetarian? No. How about if I just make some green smoothies for you? No. I've got to do it because i got to lose weight. I'm as big as a freaking cow and probably more marbled than some of the Omaha steaks. Uh, really? They're going to eat me first. The world melts down. I am like the, I am the most marbled and tender meat any of them can eat. The Donner Party would have had that table of six right away. Oh, it's a little bit of snow. Carve him up. Anyway, Omaha, St- Omaha steaks, even more tender than me. The deluxe grillers assortment. You can get right now, which has a little bit of everything. And if you've never had an Omaha steak, really, it's like you haven't had a tender steak. I, I mean, I'm a rancher. We, we, we raise our own beef. But I have to tell you, I don't know how Omaha steaks does it. I actually had them on the phone about two months ago. And I'm like, okay, guys, seriously, I'm serious. I'm a rancher. I want to know, what do you, do you tie them up with like helium balloons and they just float around as they eat? How do you get the meat tender? How much massage time do they get? They said, really, the secret is in the aging. Okay. It is the most tender meat I've ever had. It's a it's spoon steak. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Put my name in the search bar, and it's going to take you to all their different meat specials, uh, including the Deluxe Grillers assortment. And if you use my name, yeah, because I'm a big deal there, you know, uh, you'll get four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at omahasteaks.com. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BECK. All right. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had a choice that 2020 could be over or uh, I could spend three weeks on the rack, uh, you know, a bed of nails, I don't know what I'd choose. Which one is worse? 2020 just coming to a natural end? Or me on a bed of nails. Now, I know a lot of my detractors might say it might be good to have Glenn on a bed of nails, but it's my new year resetting, not yours. It's It's been an exhausting year, hasn't it? Can you believe it's the first time I heard about COVID in uh, Botswana? What, what, what was the name of that city in... 
Wuhan? In China. That, uh, Botswana? Yeah, Wu. <laughs> what? No, I said Botswana. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wuhan, yeah. the wonderful uh, vacation destination. <laughs> Capital of the world. It mm-hmm. really is. the. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to go there and have bats? Um, so it was Christmas. It was over the Christmas vacation. I think December like 10th or 17th was the first time it broke. I heard it around Christmas, maybe the 20th, 24th, something like that. And I just rolled my eyes and I'm like, would people stop eating bats? Can we stop selling them in these open markets? Notice nobody's talking about open markets anymore. I wonder why. Um, But it was a year ago. It was 10 months since we shut everything down. And we said, yeah, I'll do two weeks. You know, we can pay. Let's pull together. Let's do two weeks, huh? And then they said, well, maybe another two weeks. Okay, well, I don't like that as much, but okay, I'll do it. After those two weeks, I don't know. Might be, uh, let's get through uh, Let's get through spring and into summer, because then it'll probably, okay, we'll do that in the summer. Well, we want to keep it up because, you know, kids got to go back to school and we're not sure. And then in August, well, kids aren't going back to school. Looks like we're getting into the flu season. When does this stop? More importantly, the people that we talked about yesterday, the small business person, they're being destroyed. And they're being destroyed, I believe, intentionally. And what I learned from talking to these three entrepreneurs yesterday is until they heard each other's voices they felt pretty alone until they until they had someone like me i mean that's how bad things are someone like me to talk to them so they could have america hear their plight they didn't think anybody cared How easily, how easily we fall into lies. We raised almost $200,000 from an hour yesterday uh, for these small businesses. And I can't thank you enough for being so generous. You can still go to glenbeck.com and go to the GoFundMe page if you'd like to donate. Um... But I have to tell you, yesterday, I heard it. When I, when I was talking to the last entrepreneur up in Boston, and he said, I can't believe the, the guy you had on in California, he has it right. He was saying the same thing. And here's two cities, two different states, different, as far away as you can get. We're all feeling the same way, I think. There's a survey that's just come out that asked Americans about their experiences with 2020. It's not going to come as a surprise to you. 77% agree 2020 has sent the U.S. into crisis. But crisis over its identity. Isn't that interesting? It's not a crisis just of covid it's a crisis of identity we don't know who we are anymore sad but true baby boomers are the most likely 
to agree with that statement with 82 compared to 76% of Generation X, 75% of millennial respondents. But as we're dealing with these issues, 65% of respondents say they feel like they've had their own personal crisis, at least at some point during this year. 68%, darn near 70% of this country, say this year has left them now feeling defeated. That's not a good place to be. Because we are what we think we are. That's why we're having a crisis of identity. Because we've always thought we're Americans. We get the job done. We're entrepreneurs. We kick ass. Now we don't know. Let me tell you something. We're Americans. We don't like leashes. We don't like fences. We don't like being told what to do. We go in and we kick ass and we get the job done. Not because we have some grand ruler, but because that's who we are. Let me tell you a story. It's winter. It's 1777. It's an unusually harsh winter. British forces had just captured the United States Capitol in Philadelphia. George Washington and his men tried, but they couldn't retake the city. 11,000 of the survivors, he took them with no shoes, feet wrapped in rags, to just outside of the city. It's a long way. It seems really close if you're driving. But if you, you don't have the highway, Valley Forge is a long walk, especially without shoes in the snow. It was December 19th that the Continental Army and George Washington would change the course of history and reverse the course of the war, which was not going well for America. He ordered his men build wood huts. You need shelter. We're going to stay here for the long winter months. He had hoped that his brave patriots with one heart and one mind would overcome the tribulation that was ahead of them, but they couldn't. It's not going well. The last, Christ, uh, the last Christmas, many of them had spent crossing the icy waters of the Delaware. This Christmas, they all were afraid they would starve to death before anything could happen. Congress didn't care about the conditions at Valley Forge or thought that Washington was exaggerating. Either way, they didn't do anything. The men, along with 500 women and children who were accompanying them in the snow, all malnourished, battle-weary, discouraged, feeling betrayed by Congress. Can you relate to any of these things? As they arrive and they're so beaten down, Washington's quartermaster said, we only have 25 barrels of flour and only a few pounds of salt pork. And there's 11,000 people here. With Congress unresponsive to Washington, 
he took his he took his case to a higher authority and in humility and in faith and in strength of the knowledge of knowing who he was and what god was asking him to do he knelt in the snowy woods at valley forge and he pleaded out loud with god for wisdom and strength help us lord Help me understand what you want me to do. Now, a lot of people would say this is hogwash. You don't know about history. How could you know what he prayed about? Because he prayed out loud and hiding in the woods was a man named Isaac Potts. He's the owner of the land at Valley Forge. He was also a Tory. He was on the side of the king. He didn't trust this George Washington. He said it was the most distressing time of the war. Everyone was about to give up the ship. Except for that man, George Washington. He said, I was in the woods and I saw a horse and I saw a guy get down on his knees. And then I heard a, I heard a sound as of a man at prayer. I tied my horse to a sapling and I went quietly into the woods and much to my surprise I saw the great George Washington on his knees alone with his sword on one side and his cocked hat on the other he was at prayer to the God of the armies beseeching to interpose with his divine aid it was a crisis a crisis the, the cause of the country of humanity of the world such quoting, such a prayer I had never heard from the lips of man. In fact, we know this is true because after he heard it, Isaac Potts ran home or got into his horse and rode as fast as he could. He burst into his own cabin there at Valley Forge and he said, Dear God, sweetheart, we are on the wrong side. She said, What? These were firm supporters of the king. He said, I just heard George Washington's prayer, and any man who speaks to God like that, God will listen to. So how does this end? Give me 60 seconds and I'll tell you. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Honey, our sponsor. It's a free app that saves you money when you shop online. Never takes any of your information in the process and sells it or does anything. The app that finds all the best promos and coupons and applies them to your cart. Well, for a few more days, all you have to do is uh, download this free app. And then as you're going Christmas shopping, I love this feature. You just have a drop-down box, and you can put all the things that you're looking for. And Honey goes out and searches and finds when that goes on sale so you get the best price for it and alerts you so you can buy it. With that list, they've added something else. If you're doing that drop-down box list, they're giving away a million dollars in free gifts so they're randomly picking somebody's list and it's like, ah, go out and buy yourself this. 
Now, here's the fine print. No purchase is necessary. You have to have a PayPal account to redeem the prize. The giveaway ends December 21st. It's valid only in the U.S. You To uh, enter and uh, get all the rules, go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. Most important thing is you're going to save a buttload of money with Honey throughout the year. Go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. Ten seconds, station ID. So Isaac Potts had just just run into the house and told him his wife, we 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 we're on the wrong side. We have got to support the new American government because they are righteous. They are truly trying to do the will of God. And God's going to move upon this army. Washington, in the meantime, didn't know Isaac Potts was in the woods. He gets up, brushes his pants off, brushes all the snow off of him. And with great resolve, he goes back to his tent. He pens a letter to Congress about the direness of the situation. It's Christmas Eve. He hears a commotion outside. He leaves his tent without his coat or his hat. And around the fires, his men were all huddled together, and they were making merry as best they could for Christmas. And Washington joined them. He wished every man there a Merry Christmas. And there in the harshest of conditions, his men cheered, Long live the United States! Hail to our chief! May liberty prevail! It wouldn't be the last time, but it was one of the first, and the first his men had ever seen him move to tears. He watched his brave men the brave the elements. He asked them, had you not suffered enough? The lieutenant said, haven't come this far. I mean, why not go the rest of the distance? He returned to his tent, amazed to see that while he was gone, joining in the fellowship, some of his men had gathered garlands of holly and cedar to decorate the outside of his tent. He turned to his men and said, May God relieve your sufferings. If the Congress will not, God will. Merry Christmas. Well, I want you to know that the clouds didn't part and God had the sunshine shine on Valley Forge. It didn't. Things didn't change on that Christmas, 1777. But from the depths of that Christmas came a resurgence in the hope and confidence of George Washington and his men. Today, we are not standing out in the cold with our feet bound in bandages, alone, malnourished. But if we look around, I think we'll notice that we are surrounded by brave patriots, the same kind of patriots that were there at Valley Forge. And it is a Christmas and a holiday time unlike any of us 
most of us have ever seen. And we do feel alone. We feel abandoned, disillusioned, starved for closeness and, and companionship. None of us know what waits for us over the horizon. But I mean, geez, we've come this far. Let's just finish it off and do it right. Because the reward is worth the struggle. Let's huddle together however we can on Zoom, on the internet, with each other, and make merry this Christmas, remembering that Christ is our Savior, remembering that our liberty is preserved because we endure for it. We live for it. So Merry Christmas. Long live the United States. Hail to our chief. And may liberty prevail. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Come on, America. You know who you are. We are a people that are, we're used to standing on the precipice of change. We thought we were beaten by Sputnik in the 60s until our leader said to us, Here, we're going here by the end of the decade. He didn't know we were going to be able to do that. We knew we could do that if we set our mind to it, and we did. So, change is coming. Where are we going to be in a year? Better off one way or another. But we have to do the things that we're supposed to do. Right now, you need to be as prudent as possible. You need to make sure that you are getting out of your credit card debt, get out of a high mortgage rate, refinance if you have to. Call American Financing right now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Great last minute Christmas gift, by the way. You'll save 10% with that promo code, Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. I want to introduce you to somebody. Uh, Tommy Vexed. He's the lead vocalist of Bad Wolves, uh, co-host of Deviant Gentleman uh, Podcast. He happened to be in Dallas today. Uh, and I wanted him on the show, and unfortunately, I'm not there, but he's at the studio. Tommy, I have to tell you, I, I watched one of your videos. I don't even remember what you were explaining, but you're using um, uh, you're using pens. Oh, hi, the hi, uh, think, marker like, felt, video. Yeah, 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 yeah. I instantly became a fan. I thought this guy knows how to uh, break down an argument. And make it so crystal clear. That's that is a real skill. Well, the that the way that that happened was I was actually my, I was at my friend Matt's house and he has three daughters and they're they're young and and basically they were asking me what's going on and so I I was like mm, okay I'm like all right kids and he filmed it and then it it went out and I was like well there we go so it caused a bit yeah. of controversy for me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I bet it did. I bet it did. Also, a a, a fan of the uh, what was the cranberry song? Uh, uh, zombie that you you did the cover. Oh, so great! Thank so you. So great! Thank you. Anyway, 
Um, I want to get you on. I want to talk to you. And I, we have only about eight minutes here, so it's going to suck. I'd love to have you back for a podcast. You you text, uh, what, earlier this week, there are no political parties anymore. There's just insanity and patriots. Pick a side. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, my experience has been a similar experience to many people uh, over, over the past five years. I think a, a lot more over the course of 2020. And um, I think that I'm someone who I grew up identifying as Democrat. I was raised that, oh, we're poor, so we're Democrat and, uh, you know, rich people are Republicans. And that was kind of this ideology that, that I was taught as a kid. And so that was just how I voted. And that became the identity form of my politics. And then, you know, as I've gotten older and started to pay more attention, you can see that, uh, things have either things have changed or they were never the way that they were explained, uh, to me in the first Mm -hmm. place. And 2020, we've seen a lot of what's that. Which do you think it is? Well, I think that I think the extreme measures that the the Democratic Party has gone to kind of institute totalitarianist government lockdowns and the fear mongering of the media and, and you know it's pushed everyone from from people who are liberal to the you know, to moderates, to libertarians, all pushed everyone to the right end of the pool. Like I said on on a, I was saying this the other day. It was like if you were in a long pool and in a public pool, and the, and the Democrats somebody pooped in the in the left side of the pool, and everyone just came running to the right. <laughs> That's kind of what's happened, you know? Yeah, it it and it is, and it's what I think it comes from a fundamental misunderstanding. Everybody tries to use the European scale. Left and right in America is not uh, liberal and conservative. Um, it, it, it because over in Europe it's either Nazis or communists. Here in America, the left and right scale is total government, zero government, and the the farther you go to zero government, you'll. You know, you'll get into the Democrats, I mean, sorry, the Republicans, and then the Libertarians, and then probably towards uh, anarchy and the no-government people. You go the other way, and it's people that want more and more government. You will find some of the Republicans, some of the, many of the Democrats, and then the Communists and Nazis. That's that's the choice in America. Freedom or no? I even think that the radicals that want no government they seem to be have been weaponized by the left as well that somehow yes I think antifa so. which is like anti-fascist but they believe in using fascist techniques to bat combat an mm. imaginary fascism uh they're they're fighting on the side of the left and i think one of the the most hilarious things that i've witnessed this year is you know, the the riots and the looting and all this stuff and people accusing Trump of being a dictator and just the the American privilege of not understanding that if you truly lived in a dictatorship, the military would just kill. They would just fire on all of these civilians who are rioting and protesting. And that's, you know, people don't realize like I, I travel all over the world. That's my job. I'm nine months out of the year. I'm I'm traveling and about half that time is spent overseas. 
And you can't do that. You can't do that in South America. You can't do that in, yeah. in, in Russia. No, they're not, you know, it's, and, and forget, you know, forget about China, but you know, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I don't want to get a uh, yeah, shadow no, I mean, banned. Look at just, <laughs> yeah, look at just the, the recent events in our lifetime from Tiananmen Square to Venezuela to Egypt, running people over with the government tanks. Mm-hmm. That's a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Well, yeah, it's, I, I also say too, like, if if you were in a dictatorship, the the media is not allowed to to uh, talk ill about the standing dictator. Yeah. So basically, yep. the mainstream media is the, all the proof you need to understand that we do not live in a a communist dictatorship under Trump as the president. And if we are not allowed to criticize Joe Biden, if he winds up in the White House, which is still it's like this, everything's still up in the air because there's so much misinformation and 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 the truth is so uh, obfuscated. If we're not allowed to criticize him, then you'll know where we're at. Yeah, that is truly I don't understand what people are saying. Ah, we have freedom of speech, but you have to shut up. That's not freedom of speech. That is a dictatorship. You can talk ill about one side and say nothing about the other. When that has complete control, you're done as a nation. You're you're living in California. Sorry for that. That's okay. Um, which is a we had a good run. A, which is a state. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is a state I've always wanted to live live in. I grew up in rainy Seattle. And I always wanted to live in Southern California and uh, just I've had opportunity after opportunity can't bring myself to it because the regulations and everything else is so anti-business. But now there's something super special going on where they are just destroying all businesses. What is the feel in California? Because I, I sense that there is a. Uh, there, there's, there's a, a, a big, uh, collection of people, both left and right, traditionally, uh, as it traditionally knows, Democrat and Republican that are done with this. And they're, they're going to stand up soon. They're going to stand up. They well, already are. Well, yeah, I mean, there, it's already happening where, you know, you see, so I, I lived in LA for almost 14 years. Uh, I ended up in Venice, uh, where I always wanted to live and, you know, in 2020, the riots happened. They shot a police officer on my corner. A homeless lady defecated in front of my home. That is not, mm. it's not a cheap place to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm done. And I don't know why I'm holding on. And a lot of people in the entertainment industry are holding on to this idea that you have to be in LA and it's not true. It's the rent is too high. The homeless, they're not helping these people. These people are either mentally ill, they're addicts, they're down in their luck. They need actual help, and so uh, it's it's you're 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 basically paying pr- crazy property tax, you know, crazy income tax, and then you you move to these neighborhoods that are you know it's on the same street of Google. You got people shooting meth in front of the building, and it's you know so you know, I don't know if I don't I don't know if you've seen anything about the the drug laws in Spain. Um, but Spain was having horrible, horrible drug problems. And 
they started uh, from from scratch and they said, "Okay, what we're doing clearly is not working. So let's stop spending money on trying to stop drugs from coming in. Let's end the drug war. Mm -hmm. Let's legalize everything. Uh, And then instead of spending all that money on a drug war, let's go find the people that actually want the help. Their their deaths from drug overdoses, their problems from drugs have almost gone away. Hmm. And it's it's remarkable. We have a an opportunity in front of us to actually reset to some libertarian values and give that a whirl. But nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about bigger government, a bigger solution, and we'll fix it globally. Well, the it's government, the, the government has failed to do so. You look, and when you look at San Francisco and you look at Los Angeles, you know, and I myself, I've been in recovery. I've been sober for over eleven years, and uh, Good I, for you. I thanks. And I and uh, I I don't believe you deserve an award for running out of a burning building, but it wasn't working out. <laughs> nobody nobody gets into recovery on a winning streak. But but I understand yeah. I understand addiction to alcoholism as defined as a disease, and it be it, and it it's a health crisis. We're dealing with an opioid crisis in this country that people aren't talking about, and more people have died in the past three years of opioid overdose than the Vietnam War casualties on both sides, you know? And so I was a, I was actually a part of uh, a film called Snow Babies that my record label released. And it was, uh, we had a song called Sober on there that was the lead track. And that movie really attacks the accessibility of opioids to uh, adolescents and, and teens and how devastating it is for our children. Uh, Tommy, I'm sorry we have to cut this loose. I, I couldn't let you be in town and not have you on the show, um, but I, uh, I, I'd i like to invite you back for a podcast. Oh, I'd love and that. And spend an hour with you. Oh, that would be great. The, your, your backstory is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It's a whirlwind. So, Tommy, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having yeah. me. All right. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, Tommy Vexed. You can uh, f- uh, follow him at TVexed. All right. A wise guy, eh? You got a problem sleeping at night? Bada bang. The whole country got you tossing and turning. Never quite giving, uh, you know, them uh, 40 winks. Not sawing them logs. Forget about it, huh? How about you get yourself a my pillow? I used my pillow in a uh, in a sweet sweet nursing home. I smothered four people. Being the governor, I can go in. I smothered three of these old bastards to death. It was sweet. Now I don't know if that's exactly what Mike Lindell would have me say, but I'm the governor. You know what I'm th- saying? Okay, I don't know what happened there, but um, for a limited time, Mike Lindell's offering premium MyPillows for his lowest price ever. Get a standard king, or get a standard queen uh, premium pillow for only twenty nine ninety eight. Originally, almost seventy bucks, forty dollars savings, and the king size pillows are only five bucks more. He's also extending his sixty day money back guarantee, giving you until March first, twenty twenty one, just to make sure you love it as much as you should love it. Or your money back. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. 
you're going to find not only this offer, but you're going to find great offers on the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, MyPillow Towel Sets. Just go to MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com at 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Or go to uh, MyPillow.com and enter the promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So we ran out of time. We had a couple of parody songs that we thought we should throw your way. You know, just for the holidays. Here's the first one. The fix is in. The game is up. They make the news. But they make it up. Simply wanting a factual New York Times. Simply wanting a factual New York Times. I mean, wouldn't that be nice to find that under the uh, tree? Then, of course, there's this one. Uh, little country feel. Liberals. Liberals. It's no flake time in the city. We're going to post both of these at glenbeck.com and on our YouTube channel in the in full. But we also made a video to our AOC song for those of you who are watching. Otherwise, just listen hey, come on in and enjoy. Folks, I want to tell you a Merry story about AOC. Oh, you better love Marx. You better shun Trump. America sucks. She's telling you chumps. AOC is shutting you down Oh yes she is She has a black list She's jacking it thrice Gonna throw down when Kamala is vice AOC is shutting you down She sees you when you're tweeting She knows when you're not woke Trump, and for that, she like you choked. Oh, you better recant. If not, then you're toast. She's got you a spot down at Guantanamo. You better believe it. AOC is shutting you down. Oh, yeah. With greenest new deals, plus taxes galore, lobbing off heads and packing the court. AOC is shutting you down Then Antifa will rally Burn down the GOP They're gonna build utopia Once they cancel you and me 